Have you ever found the book of Revelation confusing? Many of us do. Is there a way to make it easier to understand? Today's guest offers a solution through visual illustrations opening God's Word in fresh ways. Join us for today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs along with co-host Joe Kerr, and we have a great program for you today. You know, Joe, I've always wanted a helpful visual way to share insights from the book of Revelation, and I believe many of our listeners have too. Our guest today is Todd Hampson. He is the author of the new book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. Todd has served as an illustrator and animator for clients like the Salvation Army, Compassion International, and has even served with Phil Vischer, creator of the well-known VeggieTales series. Todd, welcome to A View from the Wall. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being on here with you, Dylan and Joe. Todd, glad to have you. It's good you're finally with us. <laughs> well, Todd, I have to say, I'm blown away by the quality of the visuals in your latest book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. And I've wanted something like this for years for my own study. I want to start off by asking, how did you decide to use your skills as an illustrator and animator for the book of Revelation? <laughs> it, it's kind of a long journey and, and kind of a unique story in some ways. I've had an animation company for several years, since about 2003, and uh, we've always produced content for Christian media and uh, Christian creators and that sort of thing. But I've always had an interest in Bible prophecy since since my salvation. I kind of grew up unchurched, and one of the things that convinced me that the Bible was the Word of God was fulfilled Bible prophecy. So a few years back, the Lord just kind of opened up a door for me to kind of merge two of my loves, illustration and character design and eschatology and Bible prophecy. That's an interesting combination for sure. So <laughs> when you try to study Bible prophecy, that can be a pretty serious topic, but uh, the value of Bible prophecy has certainly shaped your understanding of the Bible. Tell us a little bit how it's influenced the rest of your teaching and what else you're working on. Absolutely. Yeah, as I mentioned, with the, the unchurched background, and I, I came to the, when I first heard the gospel, I still had all these questions. It, it you know, I thought I believed in God, but I didn't believe in Jesus. And um, I just had all these questions about the Bible, about who God was, about, you know, whether the Bible was true and stuff like that. So once I learned about certain things related to apologetics and Bible prophecy, it really just broke those walls down for me and um, kind of opened it up to me in a, in a whole new way. And I guess I've always had a love for it since then and um, have wanted to just, you know, find ways to bring it to other people in a unique and creative way. I want to get a Bible verse in here and get your thoughts on it. I know as believers, we really want to grow in our walk with God. And I think of 2 Timothy 2.15. It's a passage that tells us, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And when it comes to the book of Revelation, you know as well as I do, Todd, that this could be very challenging. There are all kinds of interpretive issues, all kinds of controversies. Tell us a little bit about how your work on the Nonprofits Guide to the book of Revelation has helped in your interest in Bible prophecy, as well as helping other people become more interested in learning this part of Scripture? Absolutely. Honestly, a lot of it comes out of my own personal journey of studying these things to really 
kind of formulate my own convictions and really figure out what, what scripture says for myself. Because I had read books, you know, by authors in the past, like, you know, Hal Lindsey and Tim LaHaye and those guys that are, you know, well-respected and really had a huge impact in terms of bringing Bible prophecy and the book of Revelation to life for new generations. But there was, you know, I didn't want to just take their word for it. And I was confused, you know, my younger years about all the different views, the end time views, why there were so many views and, and that kind of thing. So I really put the work in, just honestly rolled up my sleeves and said, I'm going to figure this out for myself. You know, I'm either going to come to the conclusion that you can't know uh, for sure, you know, when the rapture happens and all that kind of stuff, or the Bible actually does give us enough insight that we can figure it out. And it was an amazing journey. And I just fell more and more in love with scripture, more and more in love with Bible prophecy. And oddly enough, in love with the book of Revelation, one book that uh, many people in our day kind of tend to avoid. Yeah, well, I want to jump in here and, and throw this out so people are clear as well. You're illustrating this book and, and providing all the visuals, but you're the author of it as well. And this is some solid content for so many people who read the book of Revelation or are confused. Uh, they look at your book, and I know from experience looking at this with other people, that they understand it so much more clearly, both from your visuals as well as from your written word there. So I know you have a lot of background in prophecy, and you said a little bit about that already, but how did you really get to the point? from studying it a little bit for yourself to really being this dedicated to knowing it at the level that you do now? Honestly, I believe it's a calling. You know, it, it's it's one of these things where I've worked on so many creative ministry projects over the years, but I've never felt so clearly called to anything as I have to this book series. And um, I think part of it is part of my whole career has been God preparing me on the art side um, but honestly, also on the communication side of it, because I've had the opportunity to go on several short-term mission trips. And one thing I, I really kind of gleaned from those trips, you know, watching the full-time missionaries firsthand and just being in a bunch of different environments in Brazil and the DR and Haiti and stuff like that. One thing I noticed that they did was they didn't just go in and start preaching. The, the missionaries would go there, learn the language, understand the culture, and then build bridges and build relationships with people and then start bringing the gospel to them, then start discipling them. So I honestly had a burden for the next generation that I feel like is not even interested in Bible prophecy, completely misunderstands it and is missing out on a third of the Bible by not studying Bible prophecy. And by avoiding the book of Revelation, they're missing out. It's like going to the movies and leaving before the, the ending. You know, it's like they, they spend all this other time studying the rest of Scripture, but we neglect the book of Revelation and we're missing some of the most exciting stuff. So I really approach it as I'm really trying to be a missionary, so to speak, and, and reach a new generation of people and speak in a way that they understand um, both visually, you know, with the artwork and um, but also how I, how I word things. And definitely, uh, I packed it full of, of theology and I have a real burden uh, also to just be accurate in what I teach. So I'm, I'm very careful to say where I'm speculating. I'm very careful to say, you know, clearly, Hey, I put the work in here. This is, we can take this to the bank. The Bible clearly says this. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey in that regard. You've also written the other companion book you alluded to earlier, The Nonprofit's Guide to the End Times. So that goes with The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. How are the two books different? The Nonprofit's Guide to the End Times is really just a, a Bible prophecy overview. It's kind of Bible prophecy 101. 
and it really lays the groundwork for understanding like how to, what's what's a proper way to interpret scripture. Um, it presents all of the different views with their strengths and weaknesses, and then I actually have a couple chapters highlighting the key reasons why I hold to the the pre-trib view. Um, but I also talk about unity in the body of Christ. That it's not an issue we should divide over, even though it's an important issue. Um, and then the whole first half of that book really sets up the second half, which is looking at the end time signs and even asking the question, is it biblical? Did, did Jesus expect us to see the end time signs? And then of course the answer is yes. And then I go through several different categories and then talk about where we are today. So book one is kind of a standalone book on a primer on Bible prophecy and the end time signs in general. And then book two is just literally a, uh, systematic, linear, chronological uh, study through the book of Revelation, uh, but in the same format with artwork and, and everything. And, and I should also probably mention who the nonprofit is. He's, he's kind of the, the you, you learn by his bad, his bad interpretation of Bible prophecy. So he's kind of the comedy relief in the book. <laughs> and uh, so he gets, he gets Bible prophecy wrong, and he's a, he's a terrible businessman too. So he's, He's a nonprofit on two levels. He's a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> oh, that's good. And yeah. I can vouch for the fact that the nonprofit does present the topic extremely well. You definitely need to get this book. <laughs> well, fun and entertaining are not typically terms you hear when talking about Bible prophecy, but it is today. We'll be back with more in a moment with Todd Hampson on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. How well do you know the Bible, the Word of God? For example, is the phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness, in the Bible? My mother believed it was, but it's not. What about the phrase, God helps those who help themselves? Is that in the Bible? No. What about the golden rule, or God works in mysterious ways? No and no. Is the word missions in the biblical text? Or is the phrase the Great Commission or Sunday School or the Lord's Prayer? No and no and no. The Bible is one of God's greatest gifts to humanity. We are to know it well. Visit imawatchman.com for resources that will help you understand it, defend it, and share it. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. Iamawatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We're here with author and illustrator Todd Hampson discussing his latest title, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. Todd, you make the statement in your book that for many people, the topic of Bible prophecy is about as inviting as sticking your face in a bee's nest. And today we're sharing why it doesn't have to be that way. And Todd's new book, his talents as an illustrator and animator, bring scripture alive for audiences of all ages. And I want to get the scripture in as we continue. Revelation 1-3, it's an important one for us today. It tells us, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. Now, Todd, how does using cartoons and illustrations and visuals in your book help bring a blessing to those studying the book of Revelation? <laughs> I think, you know, the culture that we're in right now, it really, there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of negative connotations when it comes to Bible prophecy, not just with unbelievers, but even within the church. Um, you know, it's when you look at the different studies, most of the church today has shied away from Bible prophecy. And 
I believe some of them are legitimate reasons, you know, people date setting or over sensationalizing things or, you know, various things like that. But also a lot of it, honestly, I think it's just straight up spiritual warfare where the enemy has done a great job getting Christians eyes off of the, the future that's coming at us like a freight train. Uh, Cause he knows time short. He knows he's got, he wants to deceive people as much as he can. Um, but I'm, tr- I want to come up with a tool that helps, kind of help people re-engage with that in a new way. Todd, what did you learn about God while researching and writing this book that you want readers to understand and take away after they read this? You you went through a journey to get through Bible prophecy, and you're taking us through that in this book. What do you want folks to walk away with? You know, what really blows me away is just how cohesively designed and beautifully orchestrated God's Word is. You know, you can never, the more I study it, the more I see that. Um, it's, it's just a source of constant discovery, amazing adventure and great encouragement. And I really want readers to walk away with a fresh sense of their calling in these critical last days in which we live. And, and also I want them to walk away with the sense that we can still wake people up. Like God's word still is effective if we present it carefully. And, um, also that we can still get people excited about the Lord's return again. I mean, to me, those are the things that drive me. You know, those are the things that get my eyes off of the world and onto the things that are eternal and that really matter. Um, so, you know, that may just happen to be a few people at a time, but I think if we're, if we're at our, at our best and we're doing our work, we'll, we'll get a lot of people to reengage with this book of the Bible. Well, it makes me smile when you say that because those are some of the same goals that we share in our ministry in this program. And I want people to understand this is not a book just for kids. I mean, this is an all ages title with some serious content about how to understand Revelation. Sometimes people see something about cartoons or illustrations and they think, oh, this is something for my kid or my grandkid. That is not the case. I've been reading this and enjoying it. I've been getting a lot out of it, not just from the illustrations, but the content as well. And I want to point out that you've navigated some of the difficult interpretive aspects of Revelation with helpful charts and insightful discussions. I think, for example, of how you handle the identity of the Antichrist in the book or the views about Mystery Babylon. I even look at the beginning of chapter two, you have this great visual outline of the events that take place in Revelation. And I look at that and I think, what are some of the challenges that you had in illustrating these difficult passages where there could be multiple ways to interpret the verses that are involved? Yeah, that's, I, I tried to handle that really delicately. And like you said, I do have charts, um, that explain like the different views on timing and, uh, like when the, when right. the judgments fall into place, first half, second half of the tribulation. And what I try to do is, is present all the views. And then I always share my view, but I usually explain why, like, here's some, here's some evidence why I hold to this view. And I do try to be very careful if, if it's something that's speculation or, you know, something that, you know, seems like, it's a certain way, but I don't know for sure. I'm honest about that. Um, you know, you mentioned Mystery Babylon. That's something I'm still personally studying. And I I, I know I'm in good company when I see a, a panel of Bible prophecy experts who have doctorates, three of them on a stage, and all three hold slightly different views about end times Babylon. Right. <laughs> so that, that made me feel a little bit better that, okay, I'm not the only one wrestling with this. Um, but I think where we get in trouble is if people – try to make something crystal clear that's not, or or try to make people feel stupid if they don't hold their view. <laughs> so those, those are two things that don't seem to work too well. So I think it's good if we're humble about it and honest about it. Um, but, but I do work really hard throughout the book to present solid theology, 
and point out what's crystal clear, what we can know for sure, and then what's more speculation or just being real, what, what I'm still studying and I haven't landed on yet. Todd, I grew up in the generation with the chick tracts and the illustrations of all different kinds of ways to witness and tell the gospel story. And I'm sure with illustrating the book of Revelation, how serious it is, the judgments of God, all the things that are in there, I'm sure you've had folks say, uh, it's kind of disrespectful to talk about God's judgment in a cartoon. How do you handle that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I've wrestled with that, even coming up with the concept, but I've I really felt like God led me to present it in this way and to have kind of that, that lighthearted track, but then also the really, really meaty stuff written out. Um, and surprisingly, I haven't had too much push, pushback. There's been a few people that maybe didn't quite get the concept at first, but once they check out the theology in the book and then they see the reaction of the generation that the book is designed for, they've even gotten on board. And one story I often share in that regard is that my my youngest son, actually, one of the main reasons he came to the Lord was he was reading through a, a comic book illustrated Bible, and it was the visuals that just really brought the truth of God's Word to life for him, and it, it was one of the key aspects that led to his salvation. Uh, and I'm a visual learner myself, so what I'm finding is a lot of people are, and actually, it, even if there's some initial reservation because there's some humor in it, that once they dig in and actually read a page or two, uh, that kind of dissipates pretty quickly. And that's a good emphasis as we are in a culture now where we claim that it's more visually uh, oriented in terms of how people learn and consume content, whether it be graphics or whether it be video. And there are many people who their learning style is visual. So a tool like this can make a huge impact for someone who may struggle to read through the text of Revelation, but when they see it presented in the kind of way that you're doing in this book, it can really bring it to life in a fresh way that promotes learning and in some cases even salvation, like you talked about. So we're excited to be able to share about this, but really you have to get the book to be able to comprehend what we're talking about fully. So if you haven't already, by the time you get to the end of this broadcast, you have to go to IamAWatchman.com, check out the book in our bookstore, get a copy for yourself. Now, if you're one of those people that get all your books somewhere else, Amazon or wherever, you can get it wherever you order your books. It's the Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation by Todd Hampson. You will not regret getting this book. This has been one of my favorite books of the year. So we got to take a break and we'll be right back in a moment for more here on A View from the Wall. No one goes to an adventure movie and leaves before the climactic ending, but that's exactly what many people do with the Bible. Author and animator Todd Hampson. Revelation is the most neglected book of the Bible, but it's the one book that explicitly says you will be blessed if you read it and study its words. My new book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation, features original artwork, including comic strips, easy to understand charts, illustrations, infographics, and more. The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation is literally fun to read, and it will help you to understand all of the key features of the Bible's final book. Todd produces comically illustrated books and products that help readers consider the claims of Bible prophecy in order to face today with a sense of joy, courage, clarity, and purpose. The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation is his latest, and it's available in the bookstore at IamAWatchman.com. The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. It's the easiest way to understand the hardest book of the Bible.
We're back with Todd Hampson, author of The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation, an amazing new book from Harvest House Publishers. So, Todd, as we continue our discussion, I want you to take a moment and share how people can use your new book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation, as a tool to help others in understanding Bible prophecy. What would you say to that? Uh, there's a few unique ways people have already been kind of doing that just with the book itself. Um, some people buy it as gifts to give away to non-believers and other Christians. There's actually a chapter that describes how to receive Christ. Um, I have a friend who has an automotive company who he bought 10 copies and he puts one out in the lobby. And when somebody shows interest, he tells them to take it. And he's, he's gone through all 10 books. <laughs> so it really, when people see the cover, they want to pick it up. Um, but also I have a, for, for book one, I have a small group study, a DVD study, and I'll be developing a similar one for book two, probably early part of next year. Um, but also a lot of people are just really taking it side by side with the book of Revelation, teaching it in small group settings in their church. Um, you name it. There's been all kinds of things. Some people have been using it in middle school studies. I had one guy come up to me at a conference and tell me that he has a ministry to troubled teens. But eschatology is key to reaching them. And he said he just found great success in leading kids to the Lord through eschatology and through the book of Revelation. I was surprised to hear that. You've covered the big topics using this cartoon character, the nonprofit, uh, with the end times and now the book of Revelation. So let's just toss this out there. What's next for the nonprofit? (laughs) Actually, I'm just finishing uh, the first draft to book three, which is the Nonprofit's Guide to Spiritual Warfare. It's all about the history, the background of spiritual warfare, the full armor of God, and what spiritual warfare looks like in the end times. Well, I can't wait to see what he does with that. This nonprofit character <laughs> really is a favorite of mine and my kids, I can tell you already. So <laughs> definitely get a copy of the book for those of you that don't have one. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've been a busy guy. You've been working on these two book projects. You have additional ones in the works. I know those listening will be really excited about spiritual warfare when you get to that one, because that's an ongoing topic that we deal with and talking with our watchmen. And that's something we want to talk with in this third segment as well. Many of the people who listen consider themselves watchmen or watchwomen. They are the type of people who look at what's going on in our world and want to use it in a way that warns people of the judgment to come or Christ's turn. They want to witness to their friends, but a lot of times they're discouraged. They feel alone. And if people get this book and they want to share its message with others, what are some ways you can encourage those who are listening today? Oh, that is a great question. And my heart goes out to to watch men and watch women. I'm one of them. I understand that, that tension. I understand that loneliness at times, you know, it's, we're kind of a unique breed and it's almost like a spiritual gift that certain people have, like not everyone you know, sees things the way we do. So when we can fellowship with other like-minded believers, it really encourages us a lot, like at conferences and that sort of thing. Um, but I found there's, and this is just through my personal wrestling through all that, there's seven things that I've found that really help in that regard. And first of all, the first one is just don't second guess your calling. You know, there are times when you start to question, man, am I hearing the Lord right? How come a lot of other believers don't see things the same way I do? Go back to that time when you and you can mark down what God told you when you know you were on track and you know you've heard Him correctly about your calling. So, so don't second guess your calling. Um, the second one I would say, stay in your lane. And what I mean by that is, you can't control everything. As a, as a someone who sees the world differently, you see the signs, you see the world falling apart, and that can cause you to be stressed out or or you know upset about what's going on. But 
don't worry about the fact you can't control everything else out there. Just just focus on the assignment that the Lord put right in front of you and just stay in your lane and trust that he's going to see you through. And actually, all these have to do with trust, you know, whether it's um, not second guessing your calling, staying in your lane. Or another one I tell people is wait on the Lord. If, if you haven't heard from the Lord about your next assignment, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're calling, but you're kind of, you don't, you want to do something with it, but you don't know, just pray and wait on the Lord. He'll show you what to do next. And that was kind of my journey with book one is that I just had this burden and it was about a three year process of him opening one door after the other and kind of positioning me where he wanted me. And, uh, in hindsight, I see what he was doing all along, but at the time I was just really taking one step at a time. Uh, and that's really the fourth thing I would say is obey one step at a time. God, God knows where he wants to position you and he's going to put you there better than you're going to try to get there. <laughs> um, and fifth, this is kind of just an encouraging one is, is look up, you know, Luke 21 tells us when you see all these things, look up, it's easy to look behind us or look in front of us or look around us, but all those things can, you know, kind of distract us. We, we really need to look up and fix our eyes on the, on the eternal things, on the things that matter. Uh, and know the time that we're in. And then um, six, I would say fellowship, you know, like we're doing here, like we do at conferences and, and like what you guys are doing through your ministry. This is amazing. Uh, just the fact that people can get this encouragement week in and week out. Um, and then the seventh and last thing I would say is just invest in other relationships with even with believers who don't necessarily see things the same way you do, because God may be positioning you for a time and a purpose that you don't know about yet. In other words, there may be a specific moment when those other believers come to you and say, okay, this is really crazy. This seems like the end times. Let's go talk to this guy that's been talking to us about this for a while. So, uh, you know, stay unified with other believers, even if they don't see what you see, even if they're not into eschatology and just know that God has you at a specific point in time for a purpose. Well, those are such good words. And I look back at some of that list even now, and I think of the encouragement it provides to me and to Joe and to all those who are listening, especially that idea of fellowship. I know for me, it's vital that in talking about Bible prophecy, we communicate with others who have those shared beliefs so that we can build each other up as Hebrews 10, 25 Mm -hmm. talks about, and to just be there for each other during times of struggle with the Lord. We only have a couple minutes left. Joe, is there something you want to make sure we bring up with him before we finish up our time today? Todd, we talked about the various characters and the way that you approach the book of Revelation. We like to keep it on that theme of hope and encouragement. Is there encouragement and hope in the book of Revelation? There really is. I mean, first of all, you know, the whole book is about the fact that we win. <laughs> you know, God wins and we win with there him. There you go. Yes. Um, you know, that's, that's the key thing. And yes, there are some scary judgments that, that go on during the, the uh, tribulation period, but I believe we're raptured out of here before then. And the bottom line is we win. That's great. And Todd, where can people get more information about you and your ministry? Uh, they can just go to my website, just toddhampson.com, and they can get links to all sorts of things from there. Wonderful. Well, everyone, you've been listening to Todd Hampson, author of The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation, his latest title from Harvest House Publishers. You can request your copy at our bookstore at IamAWatchman.com or from anywhere books are sold. We also want to remind you of Todd's other book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the End Times, that provides a similar creative format with an overview of Bible prophecy from throughout Scripture. These books make great gifts and are wonderful tools for those of all ages who want to know more about the end times. Go to IamAWatchman.com. Check out the book in our bookstore. Thank you for joining us this week on today's program, and we look forward to joining you next time for more on A View from the Wall. 
A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.